Okay, hello everyone and welcome to Actus Radio, the nation's only radio program dedicated to the clinical documentation improvement profession. Actus Radio is a bi-weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news and information relevant to the CDI profession and Actus. Today's episode, Wednesday, June 27th, marks a very special occasion for Actus Radio as it is officially our 100th program, if you can believe that. What we've done today is put together a special episode commemorating this occasion, and we're going to use this opportunity to, to take a look back at the past, present, and future of our, of our favorite profession in healthcare, well, at least it's my favorite, CDI. So my name is Brian Murphy, Director of Actus, the Association of Clinical Documentation Improvement Specialists. And I'm your host for today's program, 100th episode, CDI Past, Present, and Future. I'm joined today by my familiar co-host at left there, Sharm Brody. Sharm is a full-time instructor for us here at Actus, teaching our CDI boot camps, as well as serving as a subject matter expert. She has more than 35 years of experience in the healthcare industry, including a background in consulting and implementing CDI departments in both large academic and small community hospitals. And I want to welcome her back to the program. So welcome, Charm. Hi, thanks, Brian. Happy 100th show. <laughs> All right, I'm glad you could be here for it. Next, I'd like to introduce our industry guest today for our 100th program. So we have with us today, Karen Chase. Karen is an MSBSN, RNC, and CCDS and is Executive Vice President of Operations for Acuity Delivery Systems, LLC, in New York. Prior to her assuming her current role at Acuity, she was the Associate Director of CDI for Stony Brook Medicine in New York. By way of background, Karen has 34 years of various clinical healthcare and leadership experience with extensive knowledge of healthcare quality management, performance improvement, and comparative data analysis. So Karen's background with Actus includes, uh, in 2014, she received the recognition of CDI Professional Achievement Award from us here. Um, and why we have her on today's show, in addition to her being an expert and a genuinely nice person, is in October of that year, you may, as you may recall, for our longtime listeners, Karen was our very first guest to appear in October of 2014 on Actus Radio, so we thought it would be a great idea to have her back on the on the program, and I'm glad to have her here today. So, welcome, Karen. Thanks, Brian. It's an honor to be back again today. All right. Well, as I always do, I am going to start with a poll question related to today's topic. Um, you know, Actus Radio has been around for four years, so I'm going to ask our audience to take out their crystal balls and forecast what's to come in the next four years of the profession. Difficult question, but we'll see what, where our poll ends up. So the question reads, where do you see the CDI profession evolving in the next four years? Do you see perhaps increased expansion into outpatient settings and services? Maybe you're seeing even greater alignment with quality and value-based payments uh, more of an emphasis on analytics and big data. Karen's going to talk about that a little bit more. She's um, at HFMA right now where that's a hot topic. Um, other, maybe you have another 
place you see CDI evolving to, and I encourage you to uh, leave your comments in our chat pod. I can maybe bring out some of those during our interview today, or not sure. Again, where do you see the CDI profession heading over the next four years? Outpatient settings and services, more alignment with quality and value-based payments, more emphasis on analytics and big data, um, other or not sure. All right, we're going to go ahead and we're going to close this poll out. We've got about 75% of our audience that have voted, and we will uh, come back to the poll results in just a few minutes. All right, as I mentioned, our guest today is Karen Chase. Karen, welcome back to the program after a long absence, and thanks for being a part of our 100th episode here on Actus Radio. Um, I thought before we got into some of the changing trends in the industry, it might be helpful for our audience to hear a little bit more about your story, Karen, and the new opportunities you found in the CDI profession since your last appearance. You know, this does tie into something we're going to talk about on today's show, which is, you know, the changing nature of not only the CDI uh, profession, but the professionals within it and some of the great opportunities CDI has afforded them. Uh, I think your story is a great one. Um, and how you've moved into a new role out of Stony Brook, which is a great program and remains one, um, but into a new role that is, involves consulting, technology, and auditing. And so maybe you could talk with our um, with our guest today about sort of how your role has evolved. Sure, Brian. Um, a little over a year ago, a new opportunity came along for me to leave Stony Brook Medical Center and be part of a mid-revenue cycle startup company. Um, and my role there was going to be to develop the operations of their CDI program uh, and their appeals and denials program. And it's a little scary. It's a little scary to leave a hospital, especially um, being a nurse and having a clinical background um, and going into business. But I think today, engaged CDI professionals have such extensive knowledge base regarding not only hospital finance and payment technologies, uh, and payment methodologies, but EMRs and technology and uh, current medical treatments and standards and even our quality metrics and pay for performance. And this extensive knowledge makes for a great opportunity to expand into areas of other things such as healthcare technology, uh, auditing, data analytics, um, and even consulting like I'm doing now. Um, I, I just think the combination that we have of clinical and, um, and finance makes us great candidates to, to move into other roles. Absolutely. Like That's exciting. Hi, Karen. This is Sham. I'm sorry. Oops, sorry, Brian. Um, can you talk a little bit or go back and talk a little Brian, I'm sorry. Yep, go right ahead, Sham. Okay. Okay, sorry. I thought I heard you say something. Karen, can you talk a little bit about the, the changing nature of how a CDI reviews a chart and the different things that we're now looking for? Um, the big picture quality from just reimbursement, MCCs and CCs. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So since my first Actus Radio, where, where that's what I really spoke about, I started to talk about expanding into the quality and the value-based purchasing. Um, we've seen the shift from being focused on reimbursement to being focused on quality. Um, and what that means is making sure that the true clinical picture of the patient is reflected in the chart and that we're capturing you know, we're capturing all the diagnoses pertinent to that medical decision-making for that patient. 
Um, and yes, you're right, not just the one CC or MCC that's going to impact the revenue, but we want to see all the diagnoses that are going to show how complex this patient is and, and provide improved data, really, for, in the end, population health for the future. Um, and hopefully that's where it's going. Um, this data is needed because it's going to help us provide improved quality and efficiency of care and help control costs. Um, I am at the HFMA conference right now, and the big talk on the street this time was um, artificial intelligence, data analytics, um, where are we going? Um, an interesting conversation that was had in one of the conferences that right now, do we believe the data that's coming out of healthcare? Um, you know, and they took a poll and said, you know, if you had to rely on some data, what data would you look at? And people were saying that they would rely on retail data before they would rely on healthcare data. Um, and the reason for that being is that we've always concentrated um, our data is, is our claims data, and the claims data was always we could max out the chart for revenue and then stop right there and not put all the other diagnoses on that, on that billing summary. Um, um, that were affecting the patient's care. So I think that our reviews are going to be more comprehensive um, because we have to make sure that we we show the true clinical picture of that patient in that billing summary. Absolutely. Thank you. That's really that's really interesting about the um, you mentioned commercial data maybe being more than than some of the clinical hospital data being more reliable. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm interested in is the, is the growth into outpatient settings and services and some of the nature of how this is changing the profession already and changing what is considered a completed review that you alluded to, Karen. Um, although these, some of these outpatient reviews are really focused on capturing all the patient conditions, including some of those chronic conditions that may not have as much weight, quote unquote, in the inpatient setting, but are are really big for calculating uh, risk risk scores and capturing accurate uh, reflection of, of risk for uh, those type of contracts. You know, I know I know we talked about this prior to the show, Karen. Not really something you you're in right now, but maybe you could talk a little bit about this new emphasis in CDI and some of the accompanying uh, obstacles and challenges that have that have come with it. Sure, Brian. I think outpatient CDI is a great opportunity, and I think this is something that doctors are going to start to pay attention to as they realize that their new payment systems are going to be based on risk. Um, so I think you will get more buy-in um, faster from physicians on, on this as they, as they realize that their payment system is, is changing. Um, I feel that the biggest challenge or obstacle in this arena right now is going to be the shortage of qualified CDI staff and budget constraints, and that finance departments are just going to want to layer these reviews onto existing CDI departments, and they really, I think, are going to be a different type of review. I think it's going to be much complica more complicated than what they think. I think CFOs are saying, well, you know what, you're looking for CCs and MCCs, now you're going to look for HCCs. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot more critical thinking that needs to go on with these reviews. I think that these nurses and CDI specialists are going to need to know um, the local coverage determination guidelines, um, and I think it's we're going to see us starting to get into medical necessity type things um, when we start doing these reviews. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, 
let's jump and change to another subject now. Let's talk about clinical validation. We've been talking about hot topics and CDIs. This is another one of those hot topics. Uh, when we started, as you probably remember, we just made sure the diagnosis was documented appropriately by the appropriate person. Now there's more work in it. We're also looking at you know the clinical validity of the diagnosis. Uh, can you talk a little bit about this shift and what do you think about the changes that are being made? Well, it certainly has brought a lot more challenges. Um, not only do we want the doctors to write the diagnosis, now we want them to link it to indicators that brought them to that decision. Um, and this has made for more and more education opportunities. Um, I think we need to teach doctors what we're looking for. Um, that's time consuming. Um, but I think that CDI has started to take that role of education and we see the value in the fact that um, you know, an hour worth of teaching residents is, you know, worth a thousand queries sometimes. Um, but it is time consuming. But I think you can start rolling it out a little bit in your program by putting verbiage that you want to see in your queries and query answers. Um, for example, I know that some of my CDI have started to write, you know, as an answer saying severe sepsis as evidenced by and you know, putting put, putting those clinical indicators down, and then hoping that the doctors will start to see that that's how we want this these diagnoses written. Um, you know, or metabolic encephalopathy um, with the etiology of severe hyponatremia. So actually, um, putting down their medical their their medical decision making with the diagnosis. Um, but along with the challenges of education, I think this also provides an opportunity to assist in preventing and winning denials. Um, it's been very easy for insurance companies to deny a diagnosis that stands alone in the chart, um, but when it's supported by clinical indicators and a written thought process, um, it's hard to deny that diagnosis, and it's much easier to win that in the end. Um, I always say that a well-written query is one of my best defenses in um, preventing a denial. Great. That's great, Karen. Yeah. I, I, I love the thought of, uh, you know, the query with sepsis as evidenced by, and then, and then you said listing or linking some of the clinical indicators to that to, to really get the physicians thinking to uh, the document better. So you, you, you said that's an effective technique has helped with uh, some denials opportunities, some denials and, and denials prevention. Yeah, absolutely. And when we can start to get the physicians to write their medical decision making surrounding the diagnosis in the chart, um, that really that really helps too because you the diagnosis isn't isn't there standing alone and that you're pulling the clinical indicators. He's he's linked it and he's written his thought process in the chart. And I think that we have to start putting together pro programs. And I know a lot of hospitals have start have start to put together programs to train their residents, and that's how we want them to document. Um, you know, eventually somebody needs to put a course together um, and start this in med school, but I know that lots of hospitals are doing this now. My company actually does doctor-to-doctor -doctor, um, education, um, and we're teaching the doctors to write, to write like this. We're supporting, we're supporting clinical indicators when they write the diagnosis down. That's great. Yeah, I've heard the often heard thinking ink. So that's a great suggestion. Hopefully just a tip there folks can take away from today's show. You know, let's just wrap up here this uh our, our interview with you, Karen. Again, thanks for coming on. But um do you have any any uh final thoughts on where you think the CDI profession needs to evolve in the next four years? 
if it's to continue to maintain its importance, you know, it's, this profession has really rocketed uh, up from near obscurity to uh, really a critical role in healthcare. There are some people who think, you know, ha- has the profession peaked, et cetera. Um, so wh- wh- where do you think it needs to go if it's going to continue to remain um, of such a prominent role and, and be able to change with some of these changes that we're seeing in healthcare? Well, Brian, I think that you hit upon it with your initial poll. I think CDI will and has to evolve and expand into all those areas. It needs to go into outpatient CDI, data analytics. We need to keep our hand in quality and risk adjustment, um, and even the denials and appeals management. Um, CDI is and will become the experts in the complete revenue cycle. Um, market pressures are leading to more and more centralization and coordination of the revenue cycle. And right now, if you think about it, who has the ability to pull it all together? I think it's CDI. CDI is positioned to be the experts in the field. Um, They can consult, they can manage, they can implement these services, and they can help with the centralization and coordination of it. Um, You know, a lot of us have come from the clinical background. We know how a hospital works. Um, or we've worked in a clinic and we know how they work and now we know we know the financial background of this whole thing we know where value-based purchasing is is heading Um, I think we are the experts in the field and I think we'll continue I think we do need to bring in more uh, data analytics to help drive our decision-making and drive where we're going um, and show that we've improved things and I think that um, I think some hospitals are are hiring actually data analytic people to assist in CDI. Uh, but if you have if you're a CDI person like I do that has the quality background in data analytics, you know you can do it yourself and you become the consultant. Yeah, yeah, we are seeing that. We're seeing more and more um, CDI departments hire those positions. Some of them are fortunate enough to be able to borrow some time from uh, existing analytics, but some are actually hiring dedicated analytics in in the CDI role, uh, in the CDI department, but don't necessarily have a traditional CDI background, you know, HIM or RN. So interesting times, and thanks for sharing that, Karen. I'm going to go ahead and share our poll results. So again, we asked folks um, where they see the CDI profession evolving in the next four years. So here are the results. 48% majority thought increased expansion into outpatient settings and services. Uh, Next highest percentage, 39% said greater alignment with quality and value-based payments. So those are our two biggest buckets by far. But 9% said more emphasis on analytics and big data. Um, There were no others, and 3% not sure. So again, majority outpatient but just behind it was quality and value-based payments and nine ten percent on analytics and big data any thoughts on this uh, Karen anything that surprised you there I, I am surprising that the quality didn't win um, but I do think that CDI in the outpatient world is um, it will move there. I just don't know if it's going to move as fast as the quality-based purchasing. I, well, or maybe people think that we're already there. We're already reviewing PSIs and hacks, and we're, um, you know, trying to risk adjust our patients, um, looking at ODEs and mortalities, reviewing our mortalities. So I, I would bet you that a majority of programs are doing that already, and now they're thinking move to outpatient. Mm-hmm. 
How about you, Charm? Any thoughts on the poll? <laughs> she just said that so nicely. <laughs> um, I actually agree with what Karen just said. I'm a little surprised, and it, I like your reasoning that it wasn't chosen, is that because some of the things that they already do, they think we're already there. Um, I'm surprised quality just didn't win out overall. Outpatient, I think, is kind of an obvious move. I think that hopefully it's thoughtful in the process, though. I hope that when we go into this, we don't just rush into it. I hope there's a little bit of um, thought put behind it, and it goes a little bit slower so that it's done right. But I, I thought the two of them, and but quality would have won out. All right. Well, thanks, guys. But typically, at this point, I would transition into our In the News segment, one of our popular segments where we talk about news around the industry. But today, seeing as it's our 100th episode, I'm going to change things up a little bit in light of this fact. Um, I thought I would cover some highlights of the past four years of Actus Radio. So you should be seeing on your screen right now um, a fun word cloud that one of my colleagues, Linnea Archibald, put together. Uh, this is a summary of the many topics we've covered here on Actus Radio in the last four years. If you're interested in taking a closer look at this, you can find it on actus.org right on the main page in our slider at the top of the screen. But it really is all of the different show types that we have had on Actus Radio in the last four years. Um, and what I'm going to do now is just delve into a couple of my favorites here. I encourage you again to weigh in on your favorites via the chat feature or after the show. You can certainly email me. Um, this is no slight on any of our guests. We've had Gosh, with 100 shows, we've probably had, you know, 180 to 200 guests, considering some shows we have, you know, two or up or even three guests on a single show. So a lot to choose from. I thought I would just share a couple here. Um, whoops, I'm going to go ahead and pull up uh, actus.org. This is also a good opportunity for me to show you guys that um, – you can go ahead and you can find all of our past episode, episodes of Actus Radio on actus.org. These are free, you know, with registration, just like the regular program. Um, so you go to actus.org slash actus radio. You will find all of our back programs here. Um, you can go all the way to our very, very first show back with Karen if you're interested in dialing back the clock to 2004. Um, but let me just click here. So this, uh, one of my favorite shows was in uh, March 2016, March 1st, 2016. We did a show on the new definition of sepsis with Richard Pinson, James Kennedy. Um, as you probably have, you know, well know as, as being in the CDI profession, sepsis is just a huge topic, remains one. It's just ongoing treatments and definitions, and the debut of sepsis 3 certainly caused some shockwaves throughout the industry that continues today. The show featured two of the nation's authorities on the documentation and coding of sepsis. They broke down the new sepsis 3 definition. Um, these two individuals, Richard and James, don't always see eye to eye, but it really made for a pretty interesting show. So go go ahead and uh, check back on this program from March 1st. Um, let's move ahead a little bit forward here. I think you may have been Sean. Yeah, that was a that was a great I program. I think I might have been. <laughs> yeah. Um, in April of 2016, we did a show on CDI and critical access hospitals. We had special guest Ellen Shriver on. Um, Ellen is a CDI specialist, Iraq coordinator. 
an auditor for Boone County Health Center, which is a 25-bed critical access hospital in Albion, Nebraska. Um, critical access hospitals, I consider him kind of consider them kind of the redheaded stepchild of uh, of the healthcare system. They're often forgotten, but they do serve very important rural parts of our country. And Ellen gave some great ideas for what CDI can do in these facilities and what opportunities they can have to improve documentation. So if you're in the CAH or you've got one in your health system and you're thinking of expanding there, um, check out that show. All right, let's keep working our way forward. Um, April 2017, where is the show? Here we go. We did a show on expanding CDI to the outpatient observation setting. You can find that here, April 19, 2017. Uh, we've talked today a little bit about outpatient CDI and how it's um, starting to become synonymous with, with risk adjustment, HCC capture. But, you know, outpatient CDI can and is a lot more than that. Um, they can be applied profitably to things like observation patients. Um, this was a great case study of a successful program and some of the impact they've been able to have with clarification opportunities for OBS patients. Um, we featured that session at our 2017 conference. This was a preview of it, but it gave some great actionable ideas for getting started. So you did see the data today on, the, on some of the uh, folks predicting that this is going to be even a bigger space. Um, go ahead and check out that show. All right, we're going to keep moving a little closer to the to the present now. We're going to go ahead and take a look at one of my uh, next favorite shows. This was a little bit of a um, out of the out of the box program. We, we call this one Actus Mailbag Listener Questions. Uh, we had uh, one of our other frequent co-hosts, Alan Frady, was on the show along with uh, James Kennedy again. This was a fun program. We ran through some questions sent to Actus Radio by our listeners. Um, these questions may not have been enough for a whole show, but we were able to get to a handful of those uh, thorny clinical encoding questions um, in, in a one-hour program. We covered things like the definitions of hypertension, including emergency, urgency, crisis, uh, traumatic versus subdural hemorrhages, hypercoagulopathy in a patient with AFib. Uh, really fun show. I think we need to do more of those mailbag type programs. A lot of good reception from that show. Um, so we'll, 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 we'll do more of that in the coming years of Actus Radio. So keep those questions coming in. That whole show is based around your questions that were sent to me um, after the program. And, you know, finally, I have to say we've had some really good recent shows on Actus Radio. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just pull up our most recent archive page here. Uh, we've had some some great programs on what I consider to be some stretch topics. And you can see here we did in March of 2018 a topic on hospice and palliative care with Dr. Beth Wolf. Were you, were you a guest on that one, Sharm? You know, yes. And she was yeah, one of my favorites. I love listening to Dr. Wolf. Yeah, she was great. So, so check that out, you know, if you're reviewing these types of patients and, um, you know, Dr. Wolf is also a clinician in that space and had some really great insight on what these patients are experiencing and um, what's frequently missed in the documentation. We also did a, uh, a show on um, pediatrics, specifically pediatric surgery. I, Sharma, I know you were part of this one too with 
Val Becker, Lisa, yes. and Leah Savage. Yeah, yep, this, this, this was fun. Yes, they did a good show. Yeah, we I took a deep Leah dive into that. My, oh, sorry, she signed my book at the conference this year. She was involved in the, <laughs> the pediatric book, and she signed my book. So shout out. Thank you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they really went into a deep dive into some procedures common in pediatric CDI, appendicitis, congenital hernias, uh, tips for getting pediatric physicians on board. Uh, very conversational. It was a great program. So, again, um, I want to thank all of our guests who have been a part of this program and made it what it is, as well as our listeners for for listening in for 100 episodes. And I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully 100 more. I'm planning on it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, any last thoughts from you, Sharm or, or Karen, about Actus Radio? Any, any programs you may have liked? Or... Well, I'll go I, I think it's a... I was just going to one shout out, and then let you take it over. Um, Brian, we just recently did a show with um, Vaughn Medical, and I hope I didn't mess yes. up his name. Radical Medical, Medical, sorry, um, about malnutrition, <laughs> and I happened right. to see that that piece developing a webinar for that. So that was one of my favorites. I That show I had honestly wished had lasted a lot longer. Um, I know we can't do it, but that Could've. was one of them. So I'm glad to see that there's a webinar coming out. Yep. yep. Any thoughts and there, Brian, Karen? Yeah, I, I mean, this is a great way to connect um, with professionals. It's I like to hear what people or other people are doing and thinking in the industry. Um, and thank you, Brian, for doing it. It's It's, it's a great thing. Um, I have my staff listen to them, and it's, it's like I said, it's it's a great it's a great way to know um, and validate what you're doing every day, um, and that there are other people out there that have the same struggles day to day with you know query compliance and um, clinical validation and everything else that we're that we're dealing with as a profession. Absolutely. Yes, I'm going to wrap up you, here. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just tell you though, we have a lot of people that attend the boot camps that love the radio show. And they love it for a lot of the reasons that you do it. You want to get CDI out there. And then, you know, it's a short half-hour show that people can sit down and listen to. Thank you very much. Yep. Well, thanks, guys. That's very nice. Um, we're going to wrap up here. I just want to mention uh, a couple things that we have coming up in the future. Just briefly, um, we're busy right now planning our eighth annual CDI week. Believe it or not, we've done, we started planning our 12th annual conference next May in Orlando, and we're busy right now with our second annual outpatient CDI symposium, which is coming up in November. So check out those events. Um, a couple other interesting things Actus members and CDI professionals might be interested in. We're working on a revision to the Actus AHIMA guidelines for achieving a compliant query practice. So we're working in collaboration with AHIMA on this, updating the query brief to account for new technologies, prior encounters and records, and some of the changes in CDI. So more to come there, but that's exciting. Um, you mentioned Vaughn Matical, Sharma. We're working with Aspen uh, uh, with, on two separate task forces to help with standardized documentation of malnutrition, as well as preventing arbitrary and inappropriate payer denials in that space. Um, work continues on our CCDSO certification. This is our new outpatient certification that we'll be debuting end of this year. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, you can go to actus.org certification. You will find a CCDSO page where you can sign up 
for more details. Um, and we're also, lastly, we're planning to start up a, a scholarship program. Um, we're going to be offering uh, free education for qualified applicants to help new special, CDI specialists get a head start in their career. I'm really proud to be able to, to do this and to offer this um, for folks that are just getting involved in this great profession. Again, I want to thank you, Karen and Sharm, for being here. Thanks for um, being a part of our first 100 episodes. And uh, that's going to do it for today's edition of Actus Radio. You probably see on the screen there that due to the 4th of July holiday falling on a Wednesday, which is the typical cadence for the show, we're going to take a little bit of an extended break, but we are going to be back. We'll be back here in three weeks on Wednesday, July 18th for our next program, CDI Technology. So as always, if you have any suggestions for future guests, ideas about the format of the show, please send me an email at bmurphy at actus.org. And take care, everyone. We'll see you back here in three weeks.